our laws as it pertains to substances are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. You have trouble, you can't stop, and you want help stopping. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Welcome to this streaming broadcast. We are gonna, I'm gonna get right to my guests in just a second, but I want to remind you at 3.30, we'll be back. And that will be more of a call-in show than this one. I'm gonna look at you guys on Restream, trying to get some of the questions off of there. Uh, but mostly we are here to interview our very special guest, the great Nikki Glazer. Nikki, are you there? Yes, I am there here. There you are. Thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, I have literally got nothing else to do. <laughs> You're in St. Louis, correct? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, what do we do now? Like, I, I jumped at the, first of all, I would be here anyway. But um, secondly, I'm like, how great that I get to work right now and like talk to you and do something because I'm in St. Louis at my parents house. Um, just hold up, you know, I didn't want to I was in LA when all this started getting crazy. Yeah. And I was gonna go back to my um, place in New York. And I was like, I don't want to be in New York. I'm scared. So I was just like, I want my mommy and daddy. And that's where I am. And we talked this about is making me feel those feelings. What's that? It's making me feel those feelings of like, I want to be with the people I love the most. I'm scared. So and that's not a bad thing, right? No, it's no, good. That's yeah. a silver lining. More, more quality yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. With the parents who might die any day. And you and I were together day before yesterday. I can't. I'm losing track of yeah. time now. Yeah. So uh, two days ago, Nikki and I. Nikki kindly asked me to be. Uh, what do you call it? The expert on uh, who wants to be a millionaire. The smartest person I know. We we can't talk too much about it, but let's just say that whatever, um, whatever. Uh, leftover feelings you had from dancing with the stars we put that all to rest we really did and um oh it was so nice to have you there it was a really emotional episode in so many ways like i don't know that i've i'm so excited for that to air because it was wild and i there was something that happened that was so unexpected yep. for me yep it made me feel all these feelings that i struggle with of like i fucked up i'm not as good as they want me to be and i i and and I, there I had, in the middle of all this chaos, Dr. Drew is positioned behind me as like this, and you came up to just like talk to me, but I was like in tears at this moment and you comforted me in such a way that made the taping so much better. So you were not only so helpful with the questions emotionally, you were like, you had me and I, I appreciate it. I had that. you. And, I, and I, that was a, we can't tell you what happened, but something crazy happened. No. And then Kimmel was just dri driving in the knife, telling telling us it's so hard for him to say this. Come on now. Oh, it was so much. It's it's great TV. We made yeah. a great, uh, yeah. we made some great TV Good the other episode. day. Good episode. But in, I, there is one story I want you to share before. We're, we're, we're going to take some restream questions and some basic questions. Corona's on everybody's mind. So we'll just get some basic stuff out of the way here in just a minute. Um, but my, my, well, the story I want you to tell my wife, Susan, who's on mic here as well, is the, the, we met you through her podcast and you told a story about it that I thought was hysterical. <laughs> Do you mind it telling it again? So, 
Yeah, no, I would love to. I originally <laughs> met Susan and I believe you through, yeah, that's how we yeah. all got to know each other. Yeah. I, you asked me to be on your podcast, Susan, and um, she's there, right? I'm yeah. here. Can you hear me? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, you have a, is that podcast still going on? Uh, yes, we are. We're still in production. Okay. Yeah. It, what's the, it was so fun. You Calling have a psychic on and then Pinsky. Calling out, it's called. Yeah. yeah. There's a psychic there, and Susan's there, and then a guest is there, and then you were the guest, and... Uh, and there was this moment where the, the psychic just wasn't able to pull anyone for me because I guess no dead people I know, like, really wanted to check in on me. And um, But there was this one woman that the psychic kept saying, like, there's this woman that's showing up, and she's she's vacuuming, and she's doing this. And, and I think, Susan, you were like, that sounds a lot like my mom, like, a lot. And, um, and she was like, uh, okay, what did your mom look like? And you were like, well, did she have, it was something about the hair. She, you were like, does she have this long hair that's just, and the psychic goes, no, it's actually in a short bob. And Susan, you go, oh, she cut her hair. Kim almost fell off his chair. It was so good. It was it so was good. Story. I hope it makes it. It was so funny. Uh, she cut I her hair. I loved having you in my apartment in New York too. That was a really fun. Oh my God. It was, so, it was such an amazing, I'll never forget that day. I'm like, this is where the Pinskys live. <laughs> it was, uh, it was ornate and beautiful and bright. And uh, yeah, you guys are just great. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Good. So you and I, uh, you, you and I kind of talked on Friday about, you know, your fears about coronavirus and you were getting kind of worked up about things. Where are you today? Um, so after talking to you, I really felt a lot better and more at ease and, you know, everything's being blown out of proportion, but that's a good thing. And right. that's how you made me feel. And I felt really good. And then I came home to St. Louis and then I think it's my parents watching the news too much or just going online and reading the stuff that people, my mom keeps just like playing a video that her brother will send her. And it's like, this is from the American government. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not from the American government. If they have a British accent, (laughs) why don't we stop whatever that video is right now, a message from the American government. And I'm like, well, this is a, so I think I'm just getting a lot of misinformation, but um, where I'm at, Dr. Drew is really about like, I think people need to stop socializing and I think people need to stop posting about I'm going out. It's St. Patrick's day. You can't change my life. It's like, Oh my God. Is it? Yeah. You got to change your life. Is it St. Patrick's day? I mean, pe- that's what people want to celebrate. Oh my God. In two days. In two days it is. Okay. So, yeah, so, so well, they're, they're out and about. Right. So, so the, the risk of dying, I calculated the risk of dying of coronavirus today. It's 0.000012. That's your risk today. About the risk, about the, about the risk of getting a really high lottery ticket winning. Uh, now the problem is, is that this is a special virus and that it's highly contagious and it has a higher fatality rate, particularly for old people. And so we want this thing to stop. And, and I'll, I'll be talking more detail about that. The question always is, how far do we go in terms of changing our behavior to get this thing to stop? And we are changing our behaviors a lot. We're doing a good job. I mean, you're in St. Louis, you're at home, you're not out at comedy clubs. I mean, and you're just one person. There's 100 million more that have changed their behavior just as much. That's good. So uh, I'm just upset by all the people that are still demanding to not change their behavior. Is that just something like, oh, well, 
don't work. Like just do what you can do. I mean, yeah. I just am like, I want to shake people and go, what are you? Stop it. Yeah. It's, it's um, cavalier. It's cavalier. I understand it. I get it. Here's the, here's the reality though. Let's, let's talk very specifically about what the CDC is telling us. The CDC is saying, you may go to restaurants if you wish. We'd rather you don't, but you may go so long as you're not elbow to elbow or shoulder to shoulder. If you're six feet away from people sitting at tables, there's no reason you can't go, If you, provided you have no symptoms and no risk. Well, I like dining in New York style, table, table, table. So I guess I can't go out. No, I like being no right good. up next. Yeah, that's no good. Okay. That, that you don't want to do for a while. But, and, what about and, a ruby salad bar? Are we is salad bars going to... Interesting question. So we're I'm not, I'm not even joking. That's where I love to go when I'm in St. Louis. It's a great question. But by, by the way, how are people behaving there in St. Louis? Are they kind of calm or are they all freaked out too? Uh, they're they're freaked out. My okay. my I only really know what my sister is doing, but I just drove uh, to get uh, my prescriptions through the drive-through window because I wasn't even about to go in. But the grocery stores, it looks like you know chaos. It, it looks like there's. A coming and it's like been consistent it was like that yesterday uh, you know in this in los angeles the mayor sent out a blast to everybody's phone saying stock up on food and it caused near riots i mean that was the most uh. it was the craziest damn thing i've ever seen that this is what i'm worried about everybody this is the shit that drives me crazy is when you're you're fomenting not just chaos and panic but actual violence come on now the, yes yeah. it, this is all let's do our thing in an orderly manner and we'll be fine so so back to your question about ruby tuesday we're we're learning a lot about um learning a lot about the the surfaces the virus lives on right and so it's looking like anything from a few hours to two days the, the reality, though, is there's very little, if any, transmission on objects, right? So even though we're okay. documenting all this ability of the virus to stick around on surfaces, it doesn't appear that that's a common way of transmission. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be super vigilant. Every time somebody hands you something, that's a potential transmission. Even though we don't think it's a high probability, you should be thinking about that, handling money, thinking about that handling a coffee cup from a from a coffee shop you should be washing your hands and not letting your hands go to your face immediately and and that's you know i was at an airport a couple of days ago and uh, i was thinking about that i was it was really surprising when you really focus it's surprising how, how many things your hands touch that other people hand you so pay attention crazy and, and not touching your face. I mean, I feel like girls are going to have really we're all going to have really clear skin at the end of this because that is, you don't even realize how right. much you touch your face until you're, right. it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, okay. So surfaces are, uh, continue. I, I have a question that's oh. separate from that. Go ahead. Finish go ahead. Your thought that, that's pretty much the thought is that it, we're learning a lot the surfaces, but they are proving to be less of an issue than we might have thought though. Do not discount them. Number one, but number two, it, it looks like it's prolonged contact with a person. That seems to be, now some people may be more infectious than others and some people may be more prone than others. And if you are in the risk categories, you shouldn't be out in environments where you're putting yourself in the, in the way of these kinds of things, right? If you're, okay. if you're so, uh, go ahead. Sorry, so I just flew in from California and my sister has two small children and her husband and they're all locked down. I mean, they've gone to the grocery store and stuff like that. But they're they're not doing that anymore. My parents were just in California too with me. They don't want to see any of us. And to be honest, I don't really want to see them because I'm scared of what what is that irrational or is that okay? You're you're fearful that what having traveled, you guys might be carrying something. Yes. 
Yes. I, I mean, that's a super low probability, but but if you want to be, see, we're, we're in a zone now where we're all trying to be, this, this is where I want everyone to understand something. The CDC has made some very general recommendations that should flatten the curve of the epidemic. Social distancing, people at risk stay home, no large crowds. That's it. That's all they've told us to do, right? So anything you do beyond that is outside of the recommendations of the CDC, and you are welcome to do it. So if you want to do extra, then you'd wait 48 hours, Nikki, before you had contact with everybody. Well, I'd wait 48 hours. Well, doesn't the, how long, let's get the, the let's like, well, we just assume everyone knows the stats on yeah, this. All right, so, how long is so, virus contagious? contagious? And when you get it, well, first of all, you, if you get it, you usually have symptoms in three to four days, and you. But it can go up to two weeks. Okay, okay. but forty-eight, seventy-two hours. I mean, you're kind of, you're probably doing pretty well at that point. But the post after you after you resolve after you're better, that's a little more of a of a complex situation. So what we know about that is that that most people resolve within two weeks. Okay, but that there is a subpopulation that continues to secrete virus. There, it's a very unusual thing. It's not common, but there are people that have been observed to continue to to put out virus for like five weeks now. I think they've got on record, and and those people are at risk for a recurrence. So this all this data, this stories you hear about people having reinfection, it's probably the yes. it's probably recurrences, recurrence and not reinfection. Make sense? Okay, recurrence being that they are the certain type of people that, for whatever reason, it lays dorm, it'll stay in them longer after they're recovered. So and it's recurrence, yeah. reinfection. Yeah, and they are contagious that whole time. Contagious the whole dormant. time. Say it again. Okay. We 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 something so we're crossing. Dormant, here. It's there the whole time. Yeah, and it just goes dormant for those people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not that they're from someone else. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hi, hi uh, Norma. I remember you from Corpus Christi. I've got a restream here going. All the people on Facebook and uh, Periscope are commenting about we're talking about it. Um, so what other question you had? You had said more questions. And I'm going to add, uh, we have the top 10 questions on the internet. We're going to try to go over okay. some of those, but go ahead. I'm in St. Louis and I'm lonely. And there's a guy I met on Raya and it's the celebrity dating app. And there's only one St. Louis other celebrity on the app. And I want, I'm, I'm just with my parents. I'm a single lady. It, how can I go? How can I date in this right now? Because I don't know where he's been. He he said I was texting with him. He's been to Whole Foods yesterday. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! Now I can't. Do I go on a six foot distance date in a park? Like, what's the best? I'm serious here. I, I'm serious that it's a great question. Uh, so is this is this Chris DeStefano? Is he in is he in St. Louis or how are you? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving past. Um, you're growing up. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's old. That's old news. That's um, gross. No, there's, there's the celebrity dating app is hilarious because when you're in New York and LA, it's just there's people all around you. But I did like the pe members near you, and there was just one guy, and like we're just like okay, I guess this is some like quarantine uh, dating situation. It's, it's like love is blind. It's but, interesting. But uh, uh, I think you have to assess his risk, right? You said because he went to Whole Foods, he's at risk. Is that is that your assessment? Yeah, yeah. Like he's he like I was like, oh, I went to Whole Foods yesterday. God damn it! I want I want my dick quarantined right now. <laughs> you need your dick on Get lockdown, it. is what you're saying. Yeah, so I need these so, dicks to have not been out of 
house. I need depressed guys right now. Guys who haven't left their house in two weeks anyway. How long are you going to be there in St. Louis? I don't know. Well, well, I'm thinking like New York City is going to be on lockdown. I can do my radio show from here. I love my parents. I have a lot of writing to do. All my TV projects are like at a standstill so Good. I can just focus Good. and, and hunker down. And, and my parents are old. This is kind of a great opportunity to like be with them yep. um, at this weird stage in our lives. Like I'm a 35 year old woman who has my own life, but like somehow I'm forced to move back home. I never could have anticipated this. So it's kind of, so maybe months, I don't know. No, no, I don't think months. I don't think months. I mean, everybody I talk to is looking at May, June, this thing kind of becoming sane again. Okay, well, Dr. Uh, Drew, I really want this relationship with this guy to last. So I got to stay longer than that. So I need you to create some false. The guy on Raya. So why did you, to me. you can go out with him. Why don't you go out with him and see if there's anything there and then put a little quarantine right. on him. That'll okay. motivate him to stay out of public places, right? Give him like a 72 okay. hour of quarantine. Like, like, just tell him you need but your. Is the, best idea, is the best idea to just go to his place where we're alone, or is it like a park, or is it like what's? We're not going to go out to dinner. I don't want to go to a restaurant right now. All right, then how about he comes to your place? My parents live here. <laughs> we're yeah, moving. But... This is moving very quickly, but you know what? In the end times, things have got to speed up. A <laughs> right, bit. you got to reproduce before things end. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's literally. What is inside of me right now as a 35 year old woman that that's already kind of, you know, it just happens what, as you get this age is like, I got to settle down. But I think this idea that we're all like, what truly matters is who you love and what, and you just want, you want to find love. Yes. And that's why I'm excited about season two of love is blind. I am (laughs) submitting a video from, (laughs) I'm going to try out here, but yeah, I think that there's something in all of us. that's kind of like, what matters most? Who matters most? And I'm like, damn it, I'm single. God, I gotta find someone. It's, I want to. I want to. There, there are two significant benefits of this whole thing. One is exactly what you just described—that people are reprioritizing and they're hunkering down with the people that really matter for them. But number two, we're seeing human ingenuity start to kick up at an extraordinary rate in terms of. Uh, how we're doing the testing and the kinds of treatments that are being uh, tested right now, and as well as the vaccine therapies and who's doing that and how they're doing it. The whole world is literally gearing up uh, with its creative uh, scientific uh, uh, machinery underway. So I, there, there, there's some benefits from this. And, and again, uh, how, how much, how much uh, will things fall apart as a result of these extreme measures are what worry me. That's, that's all. I just don't want to see people's jobs okay. sacrificed. And cause a lot of this is unnecessary. A lot of it does not, it, it, you have to stay with Dr. Fauci at the CDC. I, you know, I've been with that guy since the AIDS epidemic and it's kind of an interesting thing. I was thinking about him this morning. I used to bring him down here to lecture and stuff and, and he's a great guy and he, he was always my hero. And so now here he is again, and he's become my North star in this whole uh, mess. But I'm now thinking back, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, uh, is that he was a little bit of an alarmist back during the AIDS epidemic. Not that, and at the time I thought it was totally appropriate because we were all, we were trying to get people to change their behavior. We were trying to get condoms used and all kind of stuff. And I kind of seeing him do the same thing again now. So again, he's still who you should follow, but don't get upset when he starts using rhetoric that uh, sounds scary. Listen to him very, very carefully. Okay, but that, that that's what you told me the other day was yeah. like listen to Fauci, listen yeah. to Fauci, yeah. don't listen to anything else. 
and you you still maintain that absolutely. that's who we should look. A- absolutely, one hundred percent. What about people that are like he's corrupt? Like they're just they're playing it down. Like no. I mean, I know everyone's always going to say no. that they're lying to us. There's always going to be someone saying that, but no. you trust him. No, no, yeah. If he's he, if, if anything. He has to be careful with his rhetoric because because everyone is hanging on every word and some of the things he says I know what he means and it sounds scary to the average person even though I it's exactly right what he's saying and so that that's my only concern at this point otherwise he's been spot on and if you noticed I mean he's the one that stands up and and is allowed if you if you use that word correctly to um, contradict President Trump I mean he's done that multiple times uh, Trump comes up and says give me there's gonna be a vaccine in four months he goes eh, 12 to 18 months uh, let's be serious here. right uh, to, uh, like contradict the president right. so that's a good sign right uh okay so let's talk about a couple do you have any more questions I mean I don't really uh I, you didn't answer my date question oh, you truly did so so I I think I think this is in the excess right you're being excessively concerned but but that's what you're trying to do. You want to be that person. So fine. So I would personally, I think you'd be fine to go out and meet him in a restaurant as long as the restaurant isn't crowded, as long as it's a, it's a, you know, a relatively quiet place shitty and, and shitty place. Okay. Yes. That's what I mean. And, uh, and wash your hands and don't allow for intimate contact. Yes. Uh, until he's had his lockdown. You, you said you need your D's on and lockdown. Ring. <laughs> oh, that's the right. lockdown you want. This, this oh, okay. Two kinds of lockdown, right? You, but this is a good opportunity for you to bring them both up. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, well, that sounds good. I, I will continue. That's okay. I'm glad that you gave me permission to go on a date in a restaurant. That yes, isn't that crazy. I do. Now, here's Dr. Fauci saying Americans should be prepared to hunker down significantly more than they are doing now. Yes. So what he's saying is be like Nikki Glaser, not more than Nikki Glaser. He's saying, don't be like the millennials that are going to the bar. It means model staying at home for the most part is where we want people to be if they can. That, that Again, he didn't say you're going to die if you go outside. He didn't say stay home or else. He said, be prepared to kind of make substantial changes in your life and err in that move in that direction if you can. That, that's all he's saying. So, so don't, yeah, okay. don't read the catastrophe side of this. Okay. Okay. So let's not cool and be cruel to each other in the midst of like chaos is going to make us be terrible to one another. Is that kind of your fear? Well, my fear all along, again, I I saw this coming, Nikki. I, when I, there's footage of me, you know, they're circulating around the internet telling the media to shut up. That was from five weeks ago because I could see the language they were using and the extreme, the catastrophizing, I, I just saw panic ahead. I knew it because I knew it was going to come here and I knew we were going to have to do things to adjust and deal with it. But the, the press was using such profound language. I wanted them to shut up so you could just listen to the CDC. That's what we did during the H1N1 epidemic. Do you even remember that epidemic? No. no I mean, I remember, yeah. I don't remember when it was or what, how bad it was. No. Okay. So that was 2009 and that virus infected one billion people and killed 500,000. Yes, it did. Okay. It infected one. I was one of them. It was awful. It was a bad illness. So 1 billion people were infected and it was a pandemic and you don't remember it. That's my, that's, I just want people to kind of contextualize these things so they don't go, go to, you know, too, too crazy on this. They, go ahead. 
will remember this one. I mean, like, why are we responding? Is it because during H1N1, the press just didn't do this to us? Correct. And there's two things. There may be three things. One is people trusted the Obama administration. They did exactly what the, the, the current administration is doing. But people went, OK, thank you. And the press didn't chew on it the way they're chewing on it now. And there was no social media. Remember, there wasn't social media to spin everything out, too. And then it's I, I don't mean we should be comparing epidemics. OK, so I'm not comparing the viruses and the epidemic. I'm comparing our response to it. So even though a billion people got infected, we didn't get that upset about it. Now we have, you know, 150,000 and people are f going nuts now. We're telling you that this is a more serious situation and it could get terrible, which is why we want to squash it now. And that's where people are, are spinning out, right? We're not saying you're in imminent danger. We're saying this could get bad. And so let's take care of business right now. Does that make sense? Yes. And, and I will tell you what I told, um, uh, what I told Nikki uh, is that we are changing our behavior so much that it is going to affect the spread of this thing. We're doing a great job. In fact, we're going too far. And good, so fine. We'll take care of this thing. Now, the too far includes everyone in my everyone on my uh, text chains and emails. I'm getting people freaking out all day long that are having an emotional effect from this thing that they needn't have. Just be calm, take care of business. Okay, I love this. Thank you. That's yeah. what that's what I'm glad your tune is the same as it was 48 hours ago. Yeah. And yeah. no one is really saying this of, of that the media is blowing it out. I mean, people are kind of aware of that, but I think we're just getting sucked into it so much. And I really needed to hear that. So and, and I, I, I get, I, I get sucked into it too. I got to tell you, I start, I start going, wait a minute. What I, I start doubting my judgment and my assessment because I, I've been through these. I've been through the AIDS epidemic. I've been through H1N1. I, I see exactly what this is. And I got Anthony Fauci there, giving me a guiding light. And, and I'm, I, I'm not panicked. I'm not in any, I, we're going to get this. We're going to be fine. I, I, my instinct is clear that we're going to get this thing. But then when I, if I watch TV for an hour, I start going, oh my God, maybe I, maybe I, I'm start doubting myself. And then, then, then the next day I'm pissed. I'm like, I shouldn't doubt myself. I know exactly what's going on here. So here we okay, go. Okay, good. Okay. I'm going to continually check in with you. This is very helpful. Okay, good. Uh, hold on. I'm going to pull up the Hopkins uh, website. Um, What's that? What's that website called with the data? Mm, shoot, I can't find it now. You know what else? A lot of people are saying if this thing goes away in April or May, it's going to come back with a vengeance in fall. Uh, um, what that, What is the idea behind that? That is what, a real, why are they people? Well, that's a concern. That's that's a real concern. Uh, oh, by the way, on my on the restream here, people are talking about homelessness and Skid Row and what if coronavirus gets in there. And yeah, that's going to be, that's where things could get really bad. I mean, I've been warning forever that that's a population that uh, I thought it might be measles that got in there, but now we have coronavirus. It could, oh my God, would that be a catastrophe if, if it gets into our homeless population in Southern California? I mean, how is it not going to? I, that's, I, I don't know how it's not going to. I don't know how. I, I absolutely agree with you. So that, that when, when, and if that happens, uh, watch me carefully because uh, I'll see, I'm, you know, uh, it may change my tune a little bit in terms of what we need to do locally, locally, pay attention, right? right? You're good in St. Louis. Relax. You're fine. You're fine there. All right. All right. All right so, thank you. yeah. So let me see. People are asking all kinds hey, of, Drew, yes. The news just.
came up and said Federal Reserve cuts rates to zero to support economy during the All right, so we now have zero rate, zero rates in our government. Everybody, it's time to buy real estate. <laughs> your, your, your mortgage rates are going to be 1.6. So they're, they're, again, when we get through this, it, things are going to be better. Uh, give me a second here to pull this map up because um, this Johns Hopkins has a, a map of the outbreak that is updated all day long. There it is. It's an interactive map. Oh, shoot. Come on, guys. Can you guys give me a book? Here it is right here. Can I just give some people some tips, some quarantine tips while you're looking that up? Absolutely. Of like how to please go ahead. Um, this is what I've been doing. I'm actually made a couple. Uh, I'm gonna actually get a book club going. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna announce a book club pretty soon for quarantine book club. And I'm also going. Um, I I contacted a couple of my friends today. My friend Facetimed me last night. We don't ever Facetime, but. We were both feeling lonely and I, it was so much fun to just talk and laugh. And I wrote to him today and I said, talking to you on FaceTime yesterday was a bright spot of my day, which right. we really need to be focused That's on right. and, and we need to be connecting. So I made it, I'm making dates with my friends to get on FaceTime because our schedules right. are clear. You don't work anymore. So fill your schedule with talking to people, connecting with people via FaceTime yep. Yep. and, right. um, and also board games. Invent, like, get out the board games. They're fun. They Care really are a distraction. Careful with the board games because that those are fomites that you're handling. So make sure you're with people that are, have no risk and are not in a risk category. Okay, no, if you're already quarantined. You're gonna, you're gonna, yeah. whoever's quarantined with you, yeah. you got it anyway. Yeah, 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 so yeah. break up. <laughs> exactly. Right. I just sent you the, the map. Right. Okay, I've got the map here. So we are at. Those uh, are my we are at 3,244 in the United States uh, with 62 deaths, which is still doing pretty good. Um, again, 3,200. And, and again, when I compare with other epidemics, I just want to, to, to use it for your emotional judgment about where we are. So we have 3,200 cases in the United States. We're going to have tens of thousands before we're done, for sure. For sure. I, I don't expect hundreds of thousands if we really are as good as we seem to be, but it's certainly going to be tens of thousands. Compared to with the flu, we at this moment have 24 million. We've had 24 million this flu season. And people didn't freak out about that. The, you're, you're statistically at this moment more likely to die of flu than Corona at this moment. Okay. Why don't we trace the flu like Corona? Like, why is it like, oh, it's moved over here now. It's moved to this county. Why don't we do that? We've flu? never done it. Believe me, the, the CDC does it and doctors do it. And that's why we're pushing the flu vaccines like crazy. But the, And the flu vaccine is not 100% ah. effective. Yeah. But it doesn't get scooped up by the press, so it doesn't really get to the general public, the, the exactly. knowledge of where it's going. Exactly. And I think that's it. When you see something moving on a map and you see zones of a map, it just generates this like, it's coming. Yeah. And it's always yeah. coming. We're just yes. not usually this aware of it. That's exactly right. And, and then we have this other problem right now, which is there's going to be a sudden uptick we're going to see uh, in the United States particularly because we're doing more screening. We, we've moved from diagnostic. Right. We had before we were doing diagnostic testing, which is doctors who think they have a case on their hands send a diagnostic test off. Now we're going to screen anybody who has any risk or feels any symptoms or things they might be in, in trouble, which is going to be literally millions of people. And then we'll kind of know where we are. And But you'll see a massive uptake in positives then, right? And, uh, and we'll yeah. be able to locate them. We'll see where they are. But I think... I think at soon after that uptake, though, because uh, then again, all those people will self-quarantine and will have more ability to identify who's at risk. 
I think once we see that, I think the things will plateau. Uh, there's another thing that deserves review, which is also don't go to the hospital or urgent care or even the doctor if you feel sick. If you're just having mild symptoms, call your doctor, but they are going to have drive-through testing done probably next week in most places. Get the test done because if you go to the doctor's office or go to the ER especially, you may infect all those people that you come around, number one, or there may be other people who actually have coronavirus there that you could pick up from. You see how we want to be very, very careful with our use of medical resources. I'm going to be talking to uh, Scott Adams at about 3.30 to review his concerns that we're going to go out of, run free, of, uh, run out of ICU beds and ventilators. I have a very significant thing to say to him about that. Hey, Drew. Yeah. Greg Gut Gutfeld wants to call in. Uh, he wants to call in? Yeah. You want okay. to talk to him? If he does, okay. sure. Okay. Um, oh, Greg Gutfeld. Red Eye. Yeah. Remember Red Eye? Did you ever go on Red Eye? Oh, I went on Red Eye a bunch. This will be fun to hear from him. So he will get, uh, let me get some questions here. I'm taking medication like Camira or Stellara that suppresses the immune system. What should I do about coronavirus? You are in a risk population. You are those people we're saying should generally stay home. Uh, we have someone in the room with us right now that's on Stellara, and uh, I wanted to hug him. I did not. That's me, the yeah. producer. Yeah, and he is, he's a, you're a little too close to Susan right now for my comfort, <laughs> uh, but you're good with Lindsay. You're about four feet I there. I already had it, Drew. I, yeah, you may be your soul secreting virus. Oh. Uh, is it safe to go on a plane or go to a concert during the corona outbreak if you're healthy under 35 years of age? Probably, but there will be no concerts because we've decided we're not going to do that. We're not going to allow, allow large crowds. Although I gave a talk in South Carolina three days ago, four days ago, and there's about 500 people there. So in some areas, they're having some crowds. Uh, no, in St. Louis, there's a concert going on tonight. I just grabbed the phone from my mom because she was talking to her friend who's going to this concert. And I go, you're a smart woman. Don't be an idiot right now. Yeah. I was like, you're going to be embarrassed if you go to this concert in two weeks with how things go. You're going to be one of the people we talked about that like, just don't do it. Yes. Why I, aren't they canceling this? Uh, they, well, in this state in New York, they are. And things are sort of red hot in California and New York. And uh, that's where people are really, we're limited to 50, we're limited to 50 people here. That's why all the comedy clubs are closing. You, and, and I'll tell you something, right. Nikki, the big problem we're having, listen to this. So, so they did not contemplate what this would do to 12-step meetings. So I have a bunch of... What's that? I've contemplated it. Yeah, so I have a bunch of people in recovery that are freaking the hell out, and, and then they're fighting yeah, between themselves. Well, they... It's terrible. I, yeah. I rely on that kind of stuff a lot. And especially during a time where it's this stressful and there are call in things and, and, and yeah. online stuff, but it's, you can't go to those, those meetings are all shut down. Well, you, you can, you just can't go to them if it's over 30, 40 people. So you have to have smaller groups. You have to, right. again, practice social distancing within the group. Don't hold hands when you do the prayer at the end, that kind of thing. But, but man, and then what's happening is there are people saying, let's get these meetings together. And then there are other people going, you want to kill people. No, uh, if, if people want to gather in a 12-step meeting, it is still okay. Just practice social distancing and keep the, the group less than yeah, less than 35, let's say, just for the sake of... You have to really shout your share, though, if you're all six feet apart. Nah, I'm four feet apart, whatever it might be. Uh, okay, let's <laughs> see. Uh, oh, somebody's hosting an online 12-step meeting on Zoom every day at 6 p.m. Good. Uh Again, don't panic, everyone. Do not panic. Just be systematic. Do your best practices. If you don't want to do the best practices, that's even okay with me. 
because uh, the rest of us kind of are. Uh, what should people over 50 do to avoid the coronavirus? Same thing that everybody else does. Uh, we're not saying somebody 50 should stay home. We're not saying that. It's over, really over 70, maybe over 65. If you're a, well, if you're a smoker over 50, then yes, you should. What is the benefit of creating a vaccine versus having those who are healthy exposed to build up immunity? So apparently, Nikki, in Great Britain, they, they've decided that they're going to let the, vac the, the virus uh, spread to 60% of the population. So they get herd immunity. That's what they've decided. Wow. Yeah. Uh, now, the rest of the European folks are a little upset with that because that means millions of people are going to be carrying the virus that could come to their countries, right? They are, they are practicing yeah. social isolation, that sort of thing. Um, so it's, it's a little dicey. A vaccine is obviously the solution to all of this. It will be a vaccine soon. I'm predicting it's going to be sooner than we expect. I keep thinking by the fall, we will have a vaccine because this virus will come back in the fall. Uh, I think you, Nikki, mentioned that, and it will come back. We have to be ready for that. We have, to, we have to have something in place by then. And I think with the world focusing on this, we will be able to fast track some stuff uh, and really come up with something, something novel soon that is safe. Again, they already have stuff. It's just it takes a while to test it to make sure that it doesn't cause adverse effect. So special guest on the line. We have another guest, Greg. Hey, how are you? Hey, man, I'm here with Nikki Glazer. I love Nikki, and I was the reason why I'm calling in is because I was listening to her, and she was saying exactly what I was saying yesterday to you when I emailed you, and I'm going like, "Crap, I need some kind of sanity. I need just somebody to like who can like um, put the panic in some kind of control box. Yes, you know, yes. and like get the get the panic in formation so that you can actually act like the cool person." And understand things. And, and I think that's why you're really important. That's all I wanted to say was that I was enjoying it. And that, uh, uh, like, the, like you're going to have doc, you're gonna have uh, Scott Adams on. I think you guys are kind of in the same place. Yes. Your point is really important, which is that uh, panic, is, uh, panic is necessary. You just have to realize what it is. I, like, I, yeah. For a lot of people, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. So you have to kind of, like, ramp it up a little. But you know in the back of your head, you got to be normal and you know that it's not going to be the end of the world and everything's going to be fine. Hi, Nikki. <laughs> Hi, Greg. You're right. Panic is for the people who aren't going to do anything based on just logic. Yeah. But, but I, I remember exactly. this actually concerns me a little bit is that, is that I remember back in the AIDS epidemic days that we used to think this way and we overstated it. We freaked out a whole generation. Right. All my friends that were in high school in the nineties were completely freaked out by mm -hmm. the rhetoric we used at the time. And we were concerned that it was going to be millions of people instead of hundreds of thousands, as it ended up being. And uh, and we felt justified in being kind of dramatic about it. I'm kind of seeing Fauci use similar language to those days. Uh, so I'm I'm again, he's my north star. He's my guiding light. It should be for all of you. But he has not said stay home. He has said do your best. Yeah. You know, social distancing. Travel if don't travel if you want. If you're in a risk category, well, that's different. But if you're an otherwise healthy young person, just just use. He's sort of advocating common sense, really, and social distancing, right? Yeah, but the, you know the thing is, though, like if I had to choose between two things, and there's more to choose from, to look back three months from now and go, boy, did I really overreact? Was I stupid? I'd rather be that person than the shit I didn't do enough. Do you know what I mean? Y yes, and, and and I completely agree, and that's why I'm like okay with all of this. But I'm I'm worried that we're going to create some real consequences for people. People are going to lose their job, yeah. business, and that that is it's no one has. 
there's a way to navigate this optimally. You know what I'm saying? Uh, to, to completely disregard mm -hmm. the upending of people's lives in the name of optimal behavior for a virus that we're going to get. We're going to get it under control. That bothers me. That bothers me. That, that zero. Uh, you look what happened. Greg, in Los Angeles, our mayor just set out a phone blast to every phone in Los Angeles <laughs> demanding that people buy groceries immediately, and he caused riots in grocery stores. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's That's unbelievable. The, the food is going to be shortage in Los Angeles because he caused a panic. That's the stuff I'm talking yeah. about. That's the craziness. And Gavin yeah. Newsom is getting up there and saying things that are scary. And your Cuomo is saying things that are like that, that National Guard. What? Why? Yeah. They, did, did this? Did a? And here, and Greg and Nikki, both of you. The, when I get right down to it, what, what I, what I, uh, you, you need to listen to physicians that practice infectious disease. Guys like Fauci. We, mm -hmm. we have tons of experience with these things and tons of judgment with them. Listen to those guys and listen mm -hmm. to them carefully and do what they tell you to do and you'll be fine. Right? Yeah. So, yes. But this, okay. So to your, just one more point and then I'll, I'll get off because okay. I got my wife's pulling up. Okay. I, I, the, uh, the, the idea of like the overreaction will, will crush this yes. in weeks yes. rather than months. Yes. And that may not be a yeah. good thing, but in the but it's going to feel like a good thing. Yeah, that, right? that, yes, a hundred percent. And then people will congratulate <laughs> themselves, but uh, but uh, we will also look at people who suffer as a result of this. That that's again, it's this risk reward right. ratio we have to kind of assess. It's not all one way or all the other. There there is a sensible way to navigate this and get this right. Yeah. All right. Well, I didn't want to interrupt. I just I was watching and I I wanted to like I could hear Nikki say like echo what was in my brain. So that's all. Good. Thanks, Greg. Talk soon. I will go. I will go. Listen later. Yep. See ya. Scott at three thirty. Yeah, and Scott and I have a lot to talk about because he and I we 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 agree to like a razor's edge, and then there's a zone there where we got to get on the same page. So I'm gonna get into that today. Uh, let's see if I have any last minute. Um, uh, Questions, top 10 questions. I just have to say, Dr. Groot, you keep saying we're going to get this thing, yeah. but you're meaning it like we're going to get it, but it keeps sounding like we're going to get it. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, we are going to, we are going to squash this thing. We are going to get this thing. We're going gonna... to conquer this thing. Under... And let, let, but but I, I like things that put things in perspective. Um, our buddy Rob Schneider just yeah. texted me something. I'm going to read it. I think you'll like it. Okay, here it is. Rob Schneider. Comedian, actor, you know, from Saturday Night Live. It wasn't the Imperial yeah. Japanese Navy that brought America to its knees. It wasn't the Nazis. It wasn't the nuclear superpower Soviet Union. It wasn't an asteroid crashing into the planet. It was a flu-like illness that affected only the very old and sickly people. <laughs> so that was what Rob robbed. And now that's tongue-in-cheek. I get it. Don't get mad at Rob. But he's he's trying no. to put things in perspective, which is we have faced very serious things before. No. This thing is... There's a great... Uh, Norm Macdonald. Uh, Norm Macdonald was at a club recently and just shot his set, and it ended up just all all he wanted to talk about was the coronavirus. Yeah, and it's so funny, and it's like it's good comedy about this time, which is I guess what we need. It's hard for me as a comedian, like I don't want to be funny right now. It's like I think that once we're more used to this life, it'll be easier to be funny. But it just seems it seems hard now. I, I got to tell you. Like, I got to tell you something. Yeah. Co comedy right now is a good salve on all this stuff. And I would recommend banging on Netflix since you've already, you've, yeah. you've already been funny. Let's go look at the stuff that is funny and already up. Right. Yes, exactly. I've got a lot of stuff out there. I'm going to start uh, podcasting more too. I have a podcast called you up. That's going to be like from my quarantine, um, new episode tomorrow. So check that out. Okay. So follow, follow at the, at you up SXM. Is that where they find out about it? 
Yeah, yeah. Or, or just and Nikki Glazer. I'll tell you about it on my story. And my my Instagram stories right now are just like pretty fun and fu- and people have been telling me they've been taking their mind off things. So yeah, if you want some comedic comfort during this time, you I, I might be there for you. And is that NikkiGlazer.com and I K K I? Uh, NikkiGlazer.com is where you can find all the stuff. But like, yeah, Instagram is my main thing. Okay. Instagram and Twitter, Nikki Glazer. That's why I always drop in on your Instagram stories. Cause they're happening. Mm-hmm. They, they always, I always get these notifications. Nikki Glazer's live now. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm going live a lot. So, it, and it's fun. So, uh, okay. Apparently uh, the governor of California is saying now, uh, 65 and older should isolate. So so-called isolate. Okay. Uh, he needs to define what that is. Uh, we've already been recommending that they, they follow more strict, um, uh, you know, that they isolate, not isolate, but that they, uh, avoid social uh, contact more diligently than the average population. So, uh, mass shutdown slows coronavirus. What prevents it from laying dormant and coming back stronger? Th- there's no coming back stronger. It weakens as it goes through its epidemic, uh, but it will come back in the fall. It will come back in the fall. That's why we have to have a, a vaccine by that point. All right, Nikki, what last questions do we have? Then I'll let you go. Okay. What do you got? What else can I say to help oh, you feel better? I have? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, okay, but I don't understand. So in the fall, so you think by like the end of summer, we're all going to be like out at pools and stuff and like barbecues and stuff like that. Like if you could predict and put some money on it right now, which yeah. listen, we need any, we need to put our money on anything right now because yeah. we're losing so much of it. Right, right. All of us. Right. Um, would you, would you say that in, in the summertime, late summer, we're all going to be like, Oh, fucking remember Corona. Yes. I mean, we're ready because we got a vaccine, but like that was crazy. Yes. I think by late summer, that will be the attitude. I think, I've noticed that all of my peers, when they talk about postponing things, they we all automatically say, why don't you postpone until June? We all say right. that sort of instinctively. We all expect this thing to over, be over by June, uh, and we'll be really surprised if it's not. In fact, I, I, I'm saying with all the measures we are taking, I, I'm more like a month, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. I, I The question is, how do we... How do we ramp back up again without re-exposing ourselves? Uh, you know, how contained are we going to be? How much information will we have in terms of where people are that might be symptomatic or might be shedding virus? That's going to be an interesting process. And the Chinese are doing that right now, and they're doing it quite effectively. And so, and again, so we have models for this. Uh, we have models in South Korea. We have models in China. It's, it's, it, it can be got. It can be controlled. What language should I use, Nikki, other than we're going to get this? What, what, what's a better language? Um, we're going to... Uh, I don't know. We're going to, we're going to, you said it before. We're going to squash. We're going to squash this thing. We're going to get it. We're going to, we're going to put this thing to rest. You're going to die or something. The the virus up close does look like a koosh ball that you just want to squash anyway. (laughs) So that's, Susan, do you have a, it's a beautiful virus. So read the question about immunity. There was a really good one. Where? Somebody sent in all those, a lot of those questions. I think it's near the end. It was about about immunity. If we don't catch it, how we're not going to get, get immunity. Yeah, I did answer that one, I believe. Uh, what, about, what about being like, this is the time to get it? Because yeah. it's going to be scary. Well, there are people that take that attitude. Again, I told you, the British government in total is, is going about it right. that way. And if you're a young, healthy person, the time to get it is before the healthcare system is burdened by surges, right? Uh, so now would be the time if you're a young, healthy person. But it 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 violates all of my ethical sensibilities to say, go get that, go get this. Because uh, because oh, okay. you, you can inadvertently get into trouble. I mean, some people have rather extraordinary reactions. It goes back and forth. 
Well, what it does, uh, it, it affects, the, when it goes bad, it, go, it hits the air sacs in our, in our lungs, not the airways, not the bronchial tree, but the air sacs at the end where oxygen is exchanged and you can't get oxygen. There's just no way for the, the lung to exchange it. And you, you <laughs> yeah, I know, you get a drop in oxygen level and that's when people get into trouble. And Wait, that, so, okay. They're just, so we're just, you just suffocate. I mean, it's it's a little different because because it, it's more like you're in a plane with poor oxygen tension, right? You get kind of out of it. You'll pass out. Yes, you get to you can feel short of breath, and you can feel not, you'll you'll be not well, right? You're going to feel horrible, and that not having oxygen makes you feel even more horrible. Okay. But uh, the shortness of breath is part of it, but it's not that the lung compliance is not so much a thing. What if I'm chopping some celery and I slice my finger and he needs stitches? Yeah. Where do I go? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, I would go mostly to urgent care or a private doctor's office if you can. You want to avoid the emergency rooms. You want to avoid it. Okay. ER. It's a great question. And if you do go to an ER, you want to be sure you're not, uh, you know, not near people who are coughing or they, most of the ERs now will have a separate place for people with respiratory conditions. So the, see, the ER is doing a really good job. So anybody comes in with a fever and respiratory problem, they immediately go somewhere else before they even know whether they're corona or not. So that that's a way they're going to control this thing. Okay. Another way. Uh, okay. How? Let's see what I can get some questions off Restream here. Uh, glue and staples. No, I don't want Nikki gluing and stapling her finger if she cuts it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll Drew. He'll come over and sew you up. Yeah. Let's see. I've noticed the media has softened their rhetoric a little bit more. They're they're starting to say, "Okay, we're trying to we're trying to separate fear from from facts." Like, yeah, yeah, that's what you should have been doing a long time ago. You know, one benefit from this whole thing, another another silver lining is like, um, I don't have to hug men anymore when I greet them. Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes, like I always, I like hugging you when I see you. Like you're a, a man that I'm like, oh, it's Dr. Drew. But there's some guys that you're just like, we don't need to be doing this. And now you can be like, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> Do the elbow. That's it. Yeah. The other night I was getting on stage, like at the comedy store, and like the guy coming up afterwards always hugs me, and I'm always oh. just kind of like, I don't really. That's And this weird. time I was like, oh, good. No way. That's great. We're gonna have new new policies. We get kissed on the cheeks by dudes, and now there's just like you have an excuse to just be like, I don't want you near me, and it's uh, and it's really because they're terrible people that give off a creepy vibe. But, but you can I, just blame it on Corona. And I would argue that every flu season, you should you know use a similar defense, oh, right? This is everything. I can't wait to just be like one of those scared of germs people because I've always thought those people were weird, but now it's going to be like cool and responsible <laughs> it's gonna be responsible anyway yeah so uh nikki i'm gonna let you go i want to thank you for showing up and uh spending a little oh time my with God, us anytime you need me i'm here just stranded in st louis so and, it was a pleasure and we'll look for you where tell exactly where people should go they go to your website well you can't go see me on tour until june but there are tickets available for my uh my suspended tour, bang it out. You can get uh, info. There's dates into the fall. So it's NikkiGlazer.com slash. Uh, and then um, then Instagram, Twitter, the whole thing. I have a, sh a show on Sirius XM on channel 95 uh, every two, like two, uh, from 11 to 12 or from 10 to 12 Eastern on Comedy Central Radio. And I'm going to be doing it from here next week live. So if you have Sirius or a rental car, check that out. It's called You Up, right? Yeah, it's called You Up. And you've been on a lot. It's been awesome. I know. What but about I also have a podcast. 
that's comes up and it's the same name as the radio show it's called you up and the podcast a new episode just went out yesterday but there's a new one coming tomorrow all right my dear thank you for coming and uh if you need another you. another uh, pep talk just let me know okay thank you i know i always have you it's it's so nice you're the best thanks dr drew thank you, and thank you for having me on the millionaire thing that was really a fun experience oh, right? thank I can't wait for people to see it. Bye. All right, buddy. Bye, Nikki Glazer. And uh, we will uh, sign off for a few minutes here from this show. I'm going to be back with the Ask Dr. Drew show at 3.30 Pacific time. We will be taking calls for that one. Uh, Let me kind of scroll through your restream uh, really quickly to see. Yeah, okay. So here's somebody saying, school's not open in Ohio. What's this based on? It's it's not based on anything uh, imminent. Uh, schools closing is something that each individual community is making a determination about. Uh, surely, if there were a massive outbreak, there would be school closures, but there is not a massive outbreak as of yet. And so school closures are uh, excessive and precautionary, but if individual communities want to do that, okay. Uh, there will be a uh, a cost for that, right? Because parents who work will have to stay home with their kids. Kids who rely on schools for their food uh, services have to do something. In California, in Southern California, in Los Angeles, Unified School District, they're having these resource centers, which are places where people will bring their kids. And it's going to be another congregation of people. So I don't really know what they've accomplished necessarily if that's several hundred kids in different environments. Uh, mandatory restaurant closures. Um, I don't believe that is smart. Uh, again, it's not it. So restaurants are not, uh, don't violate social distancing, right? You can be socially distant in restaurants, bars. I understand why people are concerned about bars because you're often shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow there. Uh, what's my stated time frame before we come back to normal life? I'm hoping may I, I can, pretty much say the consensus is June. People I talk to keep saying June. Uh, we're going to have an infectious disease uh, specialist in here in, at, uh, at the 3.30 show when we have Celine Gounder. Celine Gounder and we have uh, a therapist. also a psychotherapist and the great Scott Adams uh, to discuss his predictions. He's usually pretty good about these things. And he's been a little bit uh, off on uh, the medical system and his assessment of his take on what the medical system is likely to absorb uh, that's where he and I disagree a little bit, and we're going to talk about that. Um, otherwise, I think we're in agreement that we do what we do, and we don't panic, and uh, we listen to the CDC and uh, move on about our business, lest this thing become more serious. All right, so we'll be back in about half an hour. We appreciate you stopping by here. I'm seeing your, all your comments on Restream, and I appreciate um, you being a part of this. Uh, again, I I have not changed my opinion since the beginning on this. I am been gravely concerned by the language and the tone of the press in uh, inducing a panic, which has brought people bringing the this country to its knees. Uh, somebody uh, pointed out, uh, am I talking about the world's uh, press? No, there are parts of the world that really is in trouble. France is in trouble. Italy's in trouble. China was in trouble. That that was uh, no, no that was. If we something like that were to happen here, I would want the press to be excessive and effusive in their language. Now, if they get if we have a problem, I won't be able to tell because they can't go from a 10 to a 10. It, it's very difficult to tell. So I would like them to help people do systematically what the CDC tells us to do and to calmly give us updates and give us the information so we can go about our business in such a way as to reduce the flatten the curve, flattening the curve of this outbreak. So thank you all for uh, being here. We'll be back in about 30 minutes. We'll see you then. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. Today's call screener is Lindsay K. Floyd. 
Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. If you have a question, go to drdrew.tv. That is drdrew.tv and sign up to receive an alert next time I am taking calls. No spam, just quick alerts when I'm streaming live. Also, you can text your question to me right now at 984-237-3739, and I'll see if I can help you out on one of our future shows. Check out our other podcast and watch the full-length HD video versions anytime at drdrew.com. This is just a reminder that the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care or medical evaluation. This is purely for educational and entertainment purposes. I'm a licensed physician with over 35 years of experience, but this is not a replacement for your personal physician, nor is it medical care. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me. Call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 anytime, 24-7, for free support and guidance. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. 